This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This sports social podcast is brought to you by BetVictor, where live streams, smart stats and in-play betting can help you make your best bet yet. 18 plus, BeGambleAware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. along to Turfcast podcast with me, Joe Rebben. Now, we've got a bit of a special for you this week, of course. We're into the final few days of the transfer window. Burnley are linked with every man and his dog at the minute, which is so unusual uh, as Burnley fans, uh, especially a lot of people in the French League as well. Of course, there's Osic, which seems to be close. Um, we're still waiting on confirmation of that, whether the deal can be agreed, whether wages can be agreed, whatever the stumbling block is. So we're trying to do a bit of a transfer special. It's not the only sort of show that we kind of do. We normally only really do the pre-game shows at the minute. And of course, in the past, we've done the watch-alongs and things like that. Um, But we just want to try and give everyone a bit of clarity on the things that are happening uh, at Burnley. And of course, we don't know. I'm I'm not going to for one second pretend that we are RTK and and I'm going to give you loads of clarity. So, of course, I've invited somebody on who actually can give us clarity. Uh, And that's, of course, Alex James from Lanks Live. Um, And he's been on the show before, so we know he's good. We know he's a good talker. A uh, big shout out to Alex for coming on the show. We really appreciate the time when he's very, very busy at a time like this. Of course, he's, he's got to write hundreds of articles about lads that are imminently joining, obviously. Fingers crossed anyway. Uh, but let's get into it. Here is Alex James from Lance Live 
giving us a roundup on all things Burnley Football Club and transfers. Right, so as promised, just like that, we are joined by Alex from Lanks Live. How are you doing, mate? Um, very well, thank you. Busy, but well. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, I'm well. And like I say, uh, thanks for coming on. Um, I appreciate that you are very busy. Obviously writing hundreds of articles about players that are going to join Burnley in the next three or four days, I hope. It's certainly been um, there's certainly been more players linked in the last uh, ten days than there has been in the last uh, ten months, probably. So yeah, yeah, so. definitely. Why do you think we're linked with so many more players? Is it just this now we have this wood money that the some nationals are putting two and two together, or it's agent talk? Because it's unusual for Burnley to be linked with so many players. Yeah, I think it's a combination of what the new ownership are trying to do. Um, they're opening a few more doors, perhaps than than were able to be opened previously. Uh, the more the more uh, sort of open to going and exploring the, the continental market and perhaps taking a, a risk, as it were, or a perceived risk on a player who, who like Maxwell Corner, I guess, who might not settle, who doesn't speak the language, who you know, might not know where Burnley is on a map necessarily, as opposed to the tried and trusted of Premier League experience. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So I can hear your phone going off. Is that anything from Mr Pace saying, get down here now, we're unveiling, unveiling our sitch? It wasn't, no. Oh, that's a shame. That is a shame. Um, I've got Twitter open, so if there is anything that comes, I'll let you know instantly, although you'll probably know before me anyway, of course you will. Um, but speaking of all six, let's get into it then, because it's, it came out yesterday, um, reported by someone at the Telegraph, I think it was, that we'd made a breakthrough. Um, and then I think yourself and Chris Borden and Andy from the Telegraph, uh, from the Telegraph, from the Athletic, Mm. Uh, then sort of like started sort of like digging into it more. We found out that it's quite close. I think you were saying it's quite close, but this morning it still seems that it's close. What 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 are we doing at the minute? Is it a wages thing? Is it a convincing him to actually come sort of thing? I think from what I can, um, as as you say, it was it was uh, sort of fleshed out again by the Telegraph yesterday. We reported it last week that the Burnley were in for for all such. I think it first came out in some of the Croatian press and we were able to stand that up at, at Langs Live. Um, so they've always been keen on him. And I think from what I can gather at the moment, the um, Burnley and, and Dinamo Zagreb are, are roughly on the same page in terms of a fee. Um, but it's now down to sort of sorting out the the package and the, the personal terms, etc. Um, and, and sort of mopping everything up. And the, these things tend not to move quickly anyway. Yeah. Um, that they always tend to be sort of drawn out affairs, don't they? Transfer. So I wouldn't necessarily expect. I'm certainly not like on high alert to expect anything in the next five minutes or anything like that. But the the people I spoke to yesterday sort of were along the lines of, yeah, things are moving along well, um, and I guess hopeful, perhaps more likely than not at the moment, but not at a stage where, as I said yesterday on Twitter, I'd be going out and getting the uh, name and number on the back of the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have started that one, unfortunately, with a post <laughs> that we put up. Um, but he's a winger, is that correct? He's, yeah, uh, I mean, I've never, seen him, I've never seen him play live. Um, I've seen a few clips of him, notably that game against Spurs last season. Yeah. Uh, seems to me that he sort of favours a little bit like like Maxwell Cornet, really, sort of favours an, an attacking left-hand side position. Um, but I understand he's got the capabilities to play across the front line, really. Um so it might not re- it's not really a, a sort of out and out replacement for Chris Wood in in what Chris Wood was able to offer as a sort of penalty box striker. Um yeah. and he's not quite a replacement for like the sort of Stephen Defoe model in terms of creatively specifically in the middle of midfield, but 
he certainly looks a talent. He's, he's capped 14 times for Croatia. Um, anyone who's, I'm sure most of us have now seen that that sort of um, hat-trick from the Spurs game. Two of those goals were absolute worldies. So he's, he's certainly got a bit about him and it, it looks like he'd be confident playing on either side. Um, and we, we know that creativity and particularly from wide areas is something that Burnley have been sort of lacking a little bit over the yeah. past the past few years. Um, and it was one of the, th- the three main areas they wanted to improve this this window were, were creative midfield, a winger and a striker. And obviously the striker has been heightened by, by Wood um, departed. Yeah, fair enough. Just going back to the deal then, you would think that he's keen. Obviously, I'm, I know you probably won't be aware on, on, on his thoughts, but you would think with Burnley going so deep into this that he is actually keen on coming. Yeah, yeah, you would assume so. I think um, you would hope that having gone this far down the road that the indication that the club will have been given in any in any transfer is that, yeah, he's open to it. Um, otherwise, you know, why bother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going, going through all the, the trouble of sorting out a fee and, and getting getting to grips with a few things with the club. Um, I mean, he's, he's 29, I think. I don't think he's... He might well see it as his last opportunity to to perhaps play in in one of the big European leagues, and and even if he signs for Burnley and Burnley get relegated, maybe he gets a move elsewhere yeah. on on the back of it. Um, it might well be that he sees this as you know the the opportunity for him to do that. Um, I don't think he's played particularly at, at what you would call one of the big European leagues. He's obviously impressed in the Europa League a little bit, so. He, he might see it as an opportunity. It's a World Cup year as well coming up, isn't it? So whether he, I know he's in the Croatian squad, but I don't think he's a regular starter. Whether he feels that putting himself in the shot window of, of the Premier League might might boost that, I'm not sure. Um, but you would certainly hope that he, uh, he sort of knows what he's getting himself into in terms of coming to Burnley and, and battling to stay in the division. Um, and I, I think it would be something of a, of a coup, really, if Bernie were able to to pull off a, a deal for a player who's used to playing European football, who's an international international player, and and certainly has um, certainly has talent and ability in abundance from from what we've seen. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, Osic is the one that seems most likely, but I know you're busy, so I do want to move on to some others that you've mentioned today on Twitter and in your articles. I was just saying off air to Alex that Alex has done a big article with all the names in it. Um, I'll put it in the link below if you watch it on YouTube, so you can read that. Um, but I do want to move on to somebody you mentioned this morning, somebody that's just come out of nowhere, Bamba Dieng. I, I hope I'm not butchering that name. Um, a Marseille player who is currently at AFCON. Did he score for Senegal last night? I think it was. Yeah. It, yeah, what's the latest for that one? It was, what. well, to be honest, the latest from me is I've just seen it on social media. I don't have anything more to add. Um, it's, as, as I said on Twitter this morning, I'm struggling to keep up with all these links to um, players in the French top tier at the moment. It's not obviously an avenue we're used to exploring with with Burnley necessarily. So, um, again, I know he scored last night. He's obviously at AFCON at the minute. Senegal won that game last night, so they're still still going. I think they're into the quarterfinals now. So that adds a layer of complication to any potential transfer. Um, And it was was one of those that was reported in France, and, and we have them here sometimes, where you're always a bit wary when five or six clubs are mentioned and and Burnley are one of them as to whether it's um, someone trying to drum up a bit of interest or whether there's actually anything to it. I haven't got anything that concrete, anything concrete to suggest that Burnley are in for him. He certainly sits the, fits the profile as in a uh, young player. I think he's 21. 
bit of potential, bit of resale potential, and obviously he's playing for for Marseille, so he's he's playing at a decent level, international player. So one to keep an eye on, I would suggest. But it's as I say, it's one that sort of only came out in the last the last twelve hours or so. Yeah, speaking of uh, French footballers, Armand Lorente, Lorente, um, that's also a new one on me. I've just seen it in your article. Do you know anything about that one? Yeah, that one seems to have a bit more substance to it, um, as in uh, I think he is a player that, that Bernie are monitoring. Um, again, I don't know whether it's gone as far as bids have gone in. I don't think it has. Mm. Um, sorry, that was my phone ringing. Um but it's definitely that's definitely one to keep an eye on. And a couple of people who've sort of intimated that his club, I think it's Lorient, um, again, I hope I'm yeah. not butchering that, <laughs> might be might be prepared to sell him uh, in terms of balancing their books. And maybe that's opened up an avenue. Given we're into the last five days of the window as well, starting from scratch now is going to be difficult. And there'll be a lot of names being thrown at Burnley and at every other club. Um by people who have sort of got to this point and hope they might have already had a move and, and haven't, and clubs who have thought, oh, we need to get rid of this person now because we need to free up budget for player yeah. X. So we will probably see an avalanche of names come in over the next sort of four or five days until Monday. Um, Orsic is the only one I can sort of confidently say that that Burnley are, mm. are in for and are progressing well with. Um, but I've no doubt that, that they'll be keen to get more than more than just him in because he doesn't solve well he's not a he's not an out and out centre forward and, and with That's sort it. of with sort of Vidra carrying that injury and J Rod having sort of struggled a little bit for form and fitness over the, the season so far that that looks like a position that is a necessity as well. Yeah well we'll move on to strikers then shall we and some people are a little bit easy to pronounce. Um <laughs> Divok Origa and Christian Benteke they came out at the same time that all seems to have gone quiet, though. I'm not sure how much interest there actually was in Divock Origi, but the Christian Benteke thing sounded like there was actual interest there and bids were made, but then he decided he didn't want to come. I don't know if you know anything different. Yeah, I'm not sure it got to the stage of here's our offer for, for the player. I think there was sort of contact in, a, in the same way that there, there has been with Aaron Ramsey, um, sort of initial what's the situation, uh, might he be available conversations, which undoubtedly are going on with more than just the players who were who were sort of drip feeding out, um, and from yeah, as you said, from um, from Christian Benteke's point of view, it doesn't look like something that he he'd be interested in. Um, he's featuring sort of semi regularly at Palace as well, isn't he? Yeah. In terms of Origi, he's out of contract in the summer. Again, I don't have any inside information on on that one, other than I think it would be a, a stretch to expect him to come to Burnley at this point given he might have his pick of a few more clubs in the summer and we're not quite sure where Burnley are going to be next season um, so I, I think that one would be unlikely and the fact that it's sort of died down over the last week or so on on those two suggests that that not much is going going forward on that pair yeah, I think Origi might have some decent European clubs after, if I'm being honest. When you look at likes of Tammy Abraham and he's gone to Roma and doing all right at Roma, I think Origi can expect probably something similar. Um, you mentioned Ramsey as well. Um, that was another one I wanted to ask you about, but you just said then that's probably just more a bit of a case of Burnley picking up the phone, asking Juventus, saying what yeah, the situation he's is. he's definitely a player Burnley inquired about, um, but we know what his wages are and we know, um, well, we know they're out of Burnley's ballpark anyway, and we know that he probably feels as though he can, if he were to come back to the Premier League, he might be looking a bit higher up than the team who are 20th in it. 
Um, but nothing else has materialised. I've seen links with half a dozen clubs for Ramsey and he's still a Juventus player at the moment and it doesn't appear like he's got any sort of future at, at Juve. Whether, as we get to closer to deadline day, whether he sees Burnley as an option and it's something that can be sort of re-looked at, if you like, in the in the closing 48 hours, I guess that's a possibility. But there's going to have to be a lot of ground covered to have him slot into a wage structure. Um Again, I'd say it's unlikely, never say never. And and as things, as I said before, as things sort of get towards deadline day and people need to make decisions on various different things, then, you know, it might be that he's put to Burnley on deadline day because he's got nowhere else to go and he needs to go and play some football somewhere. And you would think Burnley would, would bite their hand off if it was something they could sort of structure financially. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on, because I know you're running out of time. Um, some of the, the links have gone a bit quiet recently. Lyndon Dykes, um, I wasn't really sure on that one anyway, but uh, what was the interest on that one? Was it against a case of seeing what the situation was? Because he's another striker, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's him and um, I suppose Andy Carroll, you may Andy or may Carroll not as well, yeah. be coming on to. They're, they're ones that if, um, if we were talking 12, 18 months ago, you would think, oh yeah, they're classic Burnley um, transfer targets, sort of been in the British game already. Um yeah. no, obviously you speak the language, can adapt to uh can adapt to the Northwest, you would imagine, easily enough. Um and I think certainly Andy Carroll is is someone who Burnley are sort of looking at and aware of the situation. But I think I think I said this after the game on, on Saturday. They've they've got themselves a list up here of, you know, your likes of your Orsiches and this calibre of players. And then Andy Carroll might be someone who, oh yeah, we can can we do that deal because we've done X and Y or we've missed out on X and Y. Yeah. He's still available on a free transfer. It might it be one they look at for six months potentially as as adding on to what they already managed to do? Yeah, possibly I could see it. I don't think it's the worst piece of business ever if he comes in on top of another one or two players as a six month option with a view to another year or something like that perhaps um the noises coming out of Reading certainly suggest they're hopeful of him staying but he's been out of contract there for at least a week now I think and he you know as he would he's probably assessing what other options he may may have and I know Burnley are sort of monitoring that situation but it's a deal they could go and do now I'm, I'm sure because he's a free agent and he'd, he'd be coming back to the Premier League the fact that they haven't suggests to me he's a bit further down the pecking order yeah, fair enough. I think it's another crowd situation, isn't it? Just coming in, yeah, a little for six bit. Months. Yeah. yeah, which yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm the same as you. I, I wouldn't mind him if we had another another couple of players coming in at the same time, and he can come in off the bench to ruffle a few feathers in the last twenty minutes. Yeah, and as I said at the weekend, it's all it's all well and good having the Ramses and and all these sort of names that you think, oh, they're a bit ambitious. But I suppose if you don't ask, you don't get. But you'd yeah. be foolish if you just had a group of players up here and you didn't have, well, what happens if we don't get any of these? A group of players further down, you're, you're sort of packing order, if you like. And I suppose look, looking from outside, Carol and Sean Dyche, they, they look like a match made in heaven, don't they, in terms of, <laughs> yeah. you know, his attitude, his physicality, his ability in the air is, um, you know, second to none, really. So I, I could see that happening, um, but it it won't be one I, I wouldn't have thought that would get done until until late in the window and it, it will almost certainly depend on what Bernie are able to do elsewhere. Yeah, fair enough. Um, last couple then. Um, one that just made sense but never really seems to get past other than rumours is Nat Phillips. I think he'd be a perfect fit for Burnley and for the price that he's available for, I think we'll be silly not 
to go in for him. Whether we are or not, I'm not sure. Do you know anything about Nat Phillips or whether there is actual interest or it's just rumours? There was interest um, last season. Um, and he was definitely a player Burnley were looking at. I know Sean Dyche is a fan of Nat Phillips. Uh, I think just think at the moment, the goalposts have shifted somewhat in that right here, right now, centre-half isn't a priority. The problems are at the other end of the pitch. I know Tarkovsky is not going to be a Burnley player, almost certainly not going to be a Burnley player next season. But Nathan Collins has, has been a really good signing, looks a, yeah. a really good bit of business. He's impressed when he's played. And you've also got sort of Kevin Long in the background there as well. So you are sort of stocked at the minute for centre-halves. And I just think with the, the money Burnley have got, their positional priority is elsewhere. Um, so I'm not aware that that Phillips interest, which certainly was there last season, is has been sort of followed up at all this this season. Just because, because um, as I say, that they're, they're keen to get forward thinking players in at the minute. Fair enough. Well, I guess you've pretty much answered my question then for Dale Fry as well, because he'll obviously be a similar sort of scenario. He's um, he's one that uh, I feel like I've been doing transfer stories on for about yeah. five years, and he's still only about twenty three or twenty four, I think. So. <laughs> um, yeah, he's another one who's bit similar to Joe Worrell, I think. Burnley long-term admirers um, of, of Fry and Worrell. Uh, neither Borough or um, Forrest have got any particular inclination to sell. Both of them are on reasonably long-term contracts. I think they've both got at least 18 months, if not more, left. I can't see anything happening on that front in January. I think a centre-half in the summer regardless of what division Burnley are in, I think that will come back into into more sharp focus then when, um, as we all expect, when Tarkovsky leaves on it at the end of his contract, uh, I think Burnley will sort of step up the centre-half search then. I, I mean, it would be great if they, they were able to cover off four, five, six positions, but it's hard enough to do that in the summer. It's a lot harder to do it in January, and it's even more difficult to do when you're bottom of the league. So I think they've had to go... Where do we need our one, two, three priorities? And centre back isn't one of them. So I think those sort of names will always certainly be doing the rounds again in um, in the summer. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Uh, well, that's it for the actual um, individuals. But I do want to ask you, you: you mentioned that Burnley are quite confident of bringing somebody in. Where's where's that confidence coming from? Obviously, uh, I presume you've spoken to somebody at the club that says that. What makes them so confident? Is it because some deals are close, or some players have shown interest that they do want to come? Yeah, it's just, um, I mean, obviously I speak to, to people, various people on on various, I'm not going to sit here and, and say who I've spoken yeah. to and what they've said and stuff, but the vibe I've been getting from the majority of the people who are um, who I've been speaking to are that Burnley would expect to do some business between now and, and deadline day. I know that's not exactly revolutionary because they need to do some, they need to do some business, but they're they needed to do some business in plenty of windows before. It doesn't mean it's translated into actual signings. And the Orsic thing yesterday just sort of ratcheting up a notch, um, I guess sort of back that up a little bit because it does look sort of more likely than not that one yeah. at the minute. So, yeah, it's just it's just from sort of contacts that, that I speak to in and around, you know, not just to people at Burnley, but around sort of the, the football world, I guess. Happy days, nice one. Well, that's it from me then. Um, thanks for coming on, Alex. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been good to chat to you and filled me with a bit of confidence with the Orsic thing because I woke up this morning kind of expecting it to be like, right, it's happening today. But then I got a little bit worried when people were saying, oh, it's still going a bit slow. But yeah, I think you filled me with a bit of confidence. I think, yeah, I think when, as soon as people see a story, they think it's going to go from straight from 0 to 60, don't they? And the deal's going to get yeah. done 
the same day as something is is sort of um, sort of put out. But most transfers are are a work in progress that that involve. We saw with Corne in the summer, didn't we? I don't know how long that that went on for in the end, but it seemed to be a good yeah. sort of ten days, two weeks between the the initial sort of pieces and and him actually signing. So, um, as I say, I'm not necessarily expecting anything today um, to be announced at Burnley, but from what I was speaking to people yesterday was that they were sort of happy with the way things were progressing and it's certainly not a done deal but it's it's certainly not a deal that um that is dead in the water either so as I say probably optimistically confident that, that that's one that we might see sorted between now and uh, between now and Monday well fingers crossed then and he's back in there for the Watford game because uh, obviously we've got Watford the week after but uh, like I said thanks for coming on the show um, I'll let you go and finish your um, articles that you're doing and, and things like that. And then, um, yeah, we'll uh, probably get you on again at some point, maybe at the end of the season. But Alex, I think that's your third appearance on the show, so I probably should send you a hat-trick ball or something like that. Um, but, yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, we appreciate it, mate. No problem. Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.